With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to get to know your foe. The Jets are playing the Bills for the second time this season. The first time did not go so well. We'll see what happens this time. Last time, Mike Lindsley, my buddy who hosts the ML Sports Platter podcast, came on. But today, I want to talk to somebody that I talk to every week on his podcast, The Rock Pile Report, because I go on there for their AFC East roundtable and talk about the Jets. And let's just say I haven't exactly been a ray of sunshine representing the Jets this year. There's not much to be sunny about. So he's on to talk about the Bills. Drew Gear, one half of the tandem over at the Rockpile Report with Chris Kruger. Drew, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Anytime, man. Anytime. No, you join us every single week like clockwork. You're a trooper showing up every week. We do an AFC East Roundup podcast where we talk about all of the storylines that are going on around the division. It felt like it was time because the... the Brady left. No one knew what the Patriots were going to be. It seemed it was something a project we'd been talking about doing for years. It seemed like a good time to start it, and it's been a lot of fun. And you have been an absolute pro at coming in every week <laughs> and just taking a beating, just <laughs> taking a beating, talking about helping us get a better grasp of all the Jets fan frustration. The, talking to us about the storylines as they develop over there in, in New Jersey. 
it, it's been a crazy year so far for you guys. Everybody that listens to this knows that I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I guess you could say I'm like a 1980s WWF jobber. I'm paid to come in and take the beating, make the other guy look good, the star look good. In this case, the stars being the Buffalo Bills, who are in first place in the division. But Drew, they've taken a bit of a step back the last two weeks. And we were talking about this before we started recording. They played the Titans. They played the Chiefs. The Titans were the AFC runner-up last year. The Chiefs were the Super Bowl champion and, of course, the AFC champion. All of a sudden, a lot of the elements on the Bills that looked stronger earlier in the year have started to collapse a little bit. Let's start with Josh Allen. Everybody was talking about how he was going to be an MVP candidate and he had become an elite quarterback. The last two weeks, he has not looked good. And a lot of the flaws that we've talked about that were still there, the inaccurate passing, particularly from the pocket, have come out. He hasn't been the playmaker he was the first four weeks. What's going on there? Well, think about the constitution of the two teams that he played versus the four teams that he played prior. If you look at the makeup of the first four teams that we faced this year, your Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the LA Rams, and the Las Vegas Raiders, when you look at those four teams, the first thing that you notice is when you look at the defensive side of the ball, their defensive lines have some talent, but you wouldn't declare any of them a strong defensive line. I mean, even when you look at the L.A. Rams, when we played them, you know, people say, oh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was the only player on the defensive line who had any really positive statistics when we played them. When, and for the entire first half, when the Bills ran out to a 20-point lead, we had held Aaron Donald without a pressure. When we've played teams that do not have great defensive line talent and don't have great secondary play, we've been able to feast. Josh Allen has had days at, what, 300 yards, 400 yards, back-to-back 274-yard performances. Then we go up against the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs, last year's Super Bowl winner and the Super Bowl runner-up. What we know about them defensively is that they not only have stout defensive lines, they have great safety play behind them. I mean, especially the Kansas City Chiefs, who between Tyron Matthew, Daniel Sorensen, and Juan Thornhill, who might be one of the most underrated safeties in the AFC, they're dangerous when their pass rush is working. And with Frank Clark and Chris Jones, they wreaked havoc on our offensive game plan. And so when you look at them from a statistical standpoint, you say, hey, Tennessee and Casey haven't been world beaters. No, but they're great in those two aspects, and that seems to be Josh Allen's kryptonite. If you have some elite pass rush talent combined with great safety play, they can, I don't want to say confuse Josh Allen, but when you watch how the defenders play him, they they make him stand around and kind of watch plays develop longer than he's used to, and that gives even subpar DBs time to make plays and time for the pass rush to disrupt what we're trying to do. Do you think Dable has a hand in trying to improve this? Is a lot of this going to fall on his shoulders? I think that it has to. I think that if you look at what our chances are of improving this, so, some of it just falls to the quarterback himself. Some of it just comes, and I mean, I, Josh Allen's saying all the right things about how you know, I mean, he just came off a game where he threw 122 yards. That that doesn't make any sense to me. You're talking about a guy who had a 400-yard game earlier this year. He threw a third of that. Josh Allen has to kind of better understand that he can't get so rattled by these things that he's seeing. He just can't because it's ultimately damaging to what we're trying to do as a whole on offense. 
With that said, Brian Dable has got to do a better job. I think he's really struggled here down the stretch. I think he had a, he kind of put on a show to the point where he was being talked about as a potential head coach. People, the, the fear, the narrative here in Buffalo started to turn into, oh my God, what do we do when some team hires Brian Dable away from us? These last two weeks, I think, were a giant bucket of cold water all over that storyline. Because what you saw was a coach who couldn't... Our number two wide receiver, John Brown, has not been healthy. He had started as a calf injury, and as you know, watching in a football, when you rush back from one injury, there's usually an ancillary injury that creeps in there somewhere. So now he has what they're listing as a knee injury. I think he needs to be shut down for a while. I think they need to let him get right before he just keeps tweaking and straining things, trying to overcompensate. But as he has struggled coming out of that Las Vegas Raiders game, he wasn't healthy enough to play for the Titans, and he wasn't healthy enough to play against the Chiefs, even though he was out there on the field. He made no impact. And because of that, it, it, you could see the effect it had on Brian Dable's play calling. He ran a lot of four wide receiver sets for the first time in what I think is probably since Chan Gailey was the Bills' offensive coordinator. That was the last time we used four wide receiver sets the way we're doing it now. When he lost the ability to go four wide because we didn't have John Brown anymore, the impact was huge because we were putting kick returner Andre Roberts out there, who is not nearly the dynamic receiving threat that John Brown is. That forced Gabe Davis into an awkward position because then he was asked to go out there and kind of play second fiddle on an offense that, look, he's a rookie. He's had a decent rookie season for us. He's got size. He's 6'4", 220. He's got some speed. He's showed hands. His route running's pretty good, but he's a rookie. And so with that said, like in the in the Rams game, we lost Brown at halftime. Davis had four catches for 80 yards in the first half and didn't record another catch for the rest of the game because now a quality defensive back was going to be able to line up across from him, and they erased him from the game. Dable struggles without John Brown on the football field. And I don't know how to get past that. I mean, Stephon Diggs draws enough attention, but the whole the whole thing that was keying our offense as this ran was that you couldn't double team both of them. You couldn't double Stefan Diggs or John Brown without that. They've muted Stefan Diggs's contributions and you've watched the effect it's had on our whole passing attack. How much does the offensive line play into this? Because we were talking before we started recording about how it's really degenerated over the last couple of weeks. We know what happened with Quentin Spain, and for anybody listening that doesn't know, I'd like you to explain that. Our old friend Brian Winters is there up to his old tricks, and by old tricks I mean performing at a below average level. Cody Ford has struggled. He's somebody that they had high hopes for who hasn't panned out quite yet. What's going on with the O-line and how much culpability do they have with what's been going on the last two weeks? All right, so the, the Bills' offensive line... It's it's one of the more interesting things here. They're not a terrible pass-protecting offensive lines. If you look, according to NFL Next Gen Stats, Josh Allen is still one of the leaders in average time to throw. Uh, he's one of the he has one of the NFL's highest marks in that regard. So, in terms of keeping pressure off Josh Allen, they're doing a decent job. The problem is is that there's a difference between pressure, simulated pressure. And when that simulated pressure forms and the rush doesn't get home, but it affects Allen and it makes him roll out, teams are now they're keying on that and they're using it against him. We watched Kansas City do some of it. And 
it just becomes this situation where you look at the line and you say, okay, you're doing a good job of keeping him clean, but at the same time, you're, he's being disrupted. He's clean because he's good at rolling out, not because he's able to stand in the pocket and deliver the way he was over the first couple of weeks. That's going to be a problem. Our guard play specifically is struggling right now, which makes what happened today hilarious to me. Hilarious as a cynical Bills fan. Because you're watching our guard play struggle. You're watching a struggle. You're watching Brian Winters. Just I question why he's here in a starting capacity at this point. And they have Cody Ford. Cody Ford is a player that they traded up to draft. So obviously they're going to try to give him every opportunity to prove that he's a quality player in the NFL. Or at least to learn his craft. But while they've struggled, they've left Quentin Spain this guy that they just re-signed to a three-year deal to kind of languish on the bench. And the, the thing that outsiders don't maybe don't know yet about this, or it hasn't been brought up nationally, Quentin Spain had a lot of his money tied to his, his presence on the active roster. So the fact that he was benched for the last two games probably didn't sit well with the guy because now not only is he not getting playing time between two players who he knows he's better than you're also messing with his money. And when that happens, you end up with a disgruntled player very quickly. So now Quentin Spain has been released, probably because he and his agent asked for it, and we didn't want the acrimony and the the, the, the waves and the headlines that go along with that. Jets fans know something about that, right? <laughs> Alienating players and then mm-hmm. watching them demand their way out. <laughs> you guys feel my pain. Mm-hmm. But so with that in mind, it's it's rough up front for the Buffalo Bills right now. They're decent in pass pro, our guards struggle, and our running, our rushing attack is one of the NFL's worst right now. I mean, right now in terms of yards, we're the 25th ranked rushing attack. Last, just two, two days ago, against the Kansas City Chiefs, our quarterback had the same number of rushing yards as every running back combined on our roster. That's pathetic. That's not up to any sort of NFL standard. And I don't know what happened because other than the guards, it's the same offensive line. So that tells me that they're the problem and you just watched a guy who might have been your answer walk out the door. So I, I, I don't know. Their offensive line is really in flux right now. And again, that's not helping our offensive performance. Certainly hasn't helped the run game, which has been way below what anybody would have expected Nobody on the Bills is averaging more than 3.9 yards per carry with the exception of TJ Yeldon, who only has 10 carries this year. What's going on with the run game? Well, the running game, this is one of the most frustrating things. So go on Twitter today, and I'm trying to find the tweet as we speak. But someone tweeted out just the the running running back stats, and it was about Devin Singletary. You know, people look at Singletary and they say, okay, he's not making an impact. He's not making an impact. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Okay, so according to Ian Harditz, the most forced missed tackles in 2020, according to Pro Football Focus, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he leads the league with 29. Devin Singletary isn't far behind him with 25. Devin Singletary is an elusive runner, but he's not a speed guy. He may, he, short area quickness, burst, Contact balance, contact balance with an exclamation point is what makes Devin Singletary good. The problem is, is that his average yards before contact are below two, which means on the average handoff, he's not getting back to the line of scrimmage before he's meeting a player. That speaks to the lack of interior blocking we have. 
And yes, our guards are struggling, but we also have the league's most expensive center. And Mitch Morris hasn't been great either in that regard. And I think that's part of the problem is you look at a Devin Singletary who's averaging less than two yards before contact. And then you look at a Zach Moss, who's a rookie. And TJ Yeldon, who, let's face it, TJ Yeldon was never, he was never a major factor mm-hmm. for any NFL team ever. I mean, I think he's, he filled in for Leonard Fournette a couple times and it went sort of well, but he's not anything special in that regard. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk a little defense now, Drew. The Bills' defense over the last couple of years has been known to be pretty good. This year, not quite so much. What is happening? There's a whole multitude of issues here, and I'll throw some stats at you. The Buffalo Bills are currently seventh in the NFL in seventh in the NFL in terms of first down percentage on offense, which is pretty good. That means your offense is converting a lot of third downs. We're doing it at an effective rate. Your defense, on the other hand, is 28th in the NFL in allowing first downs to be converted. So I saw that number and I dug into it a little bit. And here's what I found when you go to pro football reference and you look at first downs and then first first downs obtained and first downs allowed. We have not achieved more first downs than our defense has given up since week one when we played the New York Jets. We have been behind every team we have played in that regard all season long, even when we were winning. What that tells you is that your defense, A, isn't very good on first down because you're not stopping the run. We, running on first down, it's a trope, but that's because it happens a lot in this league. 
Uh, Tuesday night, we were giving up 9.2 yards per carry to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first half. When teams are that successful rushing the ball on first down, it makes the rest of the it makes the rest of that possession that much easier to convert for a first down. And that's where we're consistently losing. Our run defense is horrible right now. And there's a couple reasons for it. First of all, we went out and we spent a lot of our free agent money on our defensive line this year. We brought in Vernon Butler, who was a free agent coming out of Carolina, who was a draft. There's a theme here. He was a former draft pick of the Panthers when Sean McDermott was the head coach and when Brandon Bean was the assistant GM. Former first-round draft pick. They brought in Mario Addison, who was a defensive end slash linebacker in Carolina when both of those men were there. They also went and got Quentin Jefferson, who was a friend of Dan Morgan's, who is kind of coming up the front office pipeline here in Buffalo. He was a huge fan of Dan's. They had a relationship. He talked to him and convinced him that this is a place he'd want to be. Now, and then we have Ed Oliver, our, our top 10 draft pick from two seasons ago. The problem we're seeing is that these guys get penetration. They do, but they don't make tackles behind the line of scrimmage they're back there they're just very easy to avoid and because of that because they're not being disruptive as they're getting penetration they just get ran around and what that's done is it's exposed our linebackers see star latulule was our one tech space eating defensive lineman and he opted out because his wife has cancer and he didn't want to jeopardize her safety to play football this year and the bills for all their spending went out and got a bunch of smaller athletic defensive linemen they didn't really get a beefy kind of a big bodied presence in there and what you see is us being bullied a lot on the defensive line our linebackers who were so good over the last two years and i'll say this allowed our safeties people tout the bill secondary the reason the bill secondary was so good was because we were getting pressure with our defensive line and our linebackers were being kept clean to patrol the back half of the box which let our safeties kind of cheat and do a lot of things that they're, they can't do now. Now our safeties are kind of stuck in the deep portion of the field, and they can't come down and make impacts. And our linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds is just fighting the game of football. You know, during our Rockpile Report podcast last night with uh, Greg Thompson of Cover One, I, I talked to him about it because he has a lot, of, a lot of film study. And one of the things we talked about was, is this correctable? Because right now Tremaine Edmonds doesn't look like a former first-round draft pick and pro bowler. He doesn't look like a, for, a former draft pick. He looks, he looks like a guy who has no business being a middle linebacker in a starting capacity. He's taking the wrong reads. He's, he's falling for a lot of the eye candy that offense is throwing. So if you're a creative offense like the Kansas City Chiefs, you're catching him flat-footed more often than not because he's falling for these false flags that your offense is throwing as far as what hole or what gap he needs to commit to. And then when he does try to react, he's in picking the wrong hole. Uh, you saw it happen on the touchdown that the Bills gave up to the Chiefs to kind of ice the game. It's fourth and inches. And they flash a player across his face, and he settles his feet, and he stands there flat-footed as the running back now where he the gap he was supposed to have, he didn't hit it. And because of that, the running back not only runs past him for the first down, but all the way into the end zone. And that's it. That's how you lose football games. He's just a liability at this point. And so I think if you have an exotic look or two that you can throw at him, or if your offensive coordinator is known for being able to dial up exotic play formations, at this point, Tremaine Edmonds is very easy to fool. 
And that, I think, is what's compounding our struggles on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk strategy, Drew. If you were the Jets, knowing what you know about the Buffalo Bills, how would you try to attack them in order to attempt to get your first win of the season? If you're the Jets and you want to attack the Buffalo Bills, it's going to take a couple things. First of all, which it doesn't help that I think the guy who was going to help you win this game is no one. Now he's wearing a Chiefs uniform. I think if you were going to win this game, you needed a Le'Veon Bell. You needed a dynamic running back who can make players miss at the line. Because right now, we're having a hell of a time. I mean, it doesn't sound like Matt Milano is going to play, which means, once again, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be out there with this guy named A.J. Klein, who my producer recently threw his back out. I would trust my producer, unathletic, mohawk-wearing, just miscreant that he is, if you gave him a butterfly net, I would trust him out there in pass protection more than AJ Klein. <laughs> He's a poor man's strong side linebacker who has no place playing in a nickel defense, and yet our team has stubbornly trotted him out there game after game after game, almost because we don't have a choice. Our linebacker depth was so poor coming into this year, and injuries have really taken a toll on it. I think you needed, with the talent you have on hand, you take Frank Gore and you run a lot of inside zone stuff. You, you, you want these linebackers having to think. You do that because that'll keep them off balance to open them up for a little bit of play action. If you can get that going, you're going to be ahead of the game. Now, I don't know if you have a tight end who can catch the ball, but if you do, running off of play action is going to, it's going to pay dividends because so far against the Titans, against the Chiefs, and our two losses here recently – we watch Josh Norman and our linebackers just be abused as they tried to play zone coverage and these guys just find soft spots in it left and right. It's I think if you can get that working, you can exploit our offense our defense. If in terms of your defense, if you have at least two guys who can stop the run and occupy blockers, you're gonna be able to bottle up the Bills rushing attack. Now, that said, if you think back to the first time we met, the thing that killed you guys was I think they almost, maybe he didn't know that our running game was going to struggle, but you saw a lot of Josh Allen designed runs. Mm -hmm. With his shoulder injury, they haven't been doing that. They've kind of phased that out, and now running is sort of an optional thing for him. I think that what you're going to have to do is if you want to stop our offensive attack, you got to make us one-dimensional. And... I don't know who your second cornerback is right now. I'm assuming you guys are going to have to take the all-hands-on-deck approach to try to stop Stephon Diggs. If as long as you have a competent, competent number two cornerback or can scheme something up, you can you can take away Gabe Davis. It doesn't sound like John Brown's going to play, so you won't have that to contend with. I think you're, you're going to have to play zone in order to keep Stephon Diggs in front of you, maybe mix your coverages, a little bit of man and a little bit of zone. It's going to be tough, I think, in that regard. And how has your pass defense been over the last few weeks? Do I even have to ask? You don't have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be difficult because even for as much as we've struggled, the Bills still have, I think, enough ancillary weapons outside of Diggs that even if you try to mix you know, man coverage on him, maybe you bracket him, and then maybe you run some quarters coverage and then you throw in some zone blitz you do some things to try to keep josh allen off balance 
I still think that there's enough playmaking talent on that team that they can scheme up enough of a passing offense to beat you guys. I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be harder, though, than Bills fans are expecting. I know... I know I've heard from multiple people that the only thing that they need to that the Bills need to do to win on Sunday is to show up. <laughs> as long as we get to the stadium before one o'clock, we should win the game. I think it's going to be more difficult than that. I mean, I think that I, I don't. I'm. I stopped gambling on sports after I lost four thousand dollars taking the Dallas Stars to beat the um, or to take the Ducks to beat the Dallas Stars in a uh, seven game series in the NHL. <laughs> I stopped betting on sports, but I would look at the spread around game time. I think it was 13 and a half. If you're the Jets getting 13 and a half, I think this game's going to be close enough that you might want to flirt with that. Drew, first of all, I just would like to say that you're about to become public enemy number one among Jets fans because you suggested giving Frank Gore a lot of carries, and that's probably the least popular thing that you could say to Jets fans right now. You also mentioned how if the Jets have a competent number two cornerback or a competent tight end who can catch the ball, they might be able to do something well. Lucky for you, the Jets don't even have a competent number one cornerback, so forget about that. And they don't have a tight end who can catch the ball. So either way, it's looking good for the Bills, according to what your prescription would be in terms of the Jets trying to beat them. We know that you do think that the Jets can keep it a little bit closer than some people think, with the spread being 13.5 points. And we also know that you don't bet anymore, but plenty of people do. And if you want to bet right now, you can do it at my bookie between the NFL college football and the world series there's tons of stuff to bet on thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events you can turn your game day into a payday with my bookie sign up at my bookie and when you do use the promo code overtime to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks you can bet on the bills to cover or you can bet on the Jets to win with the spread. Either way, you can do it at MyBookie right now with a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. Promo code OVERTIME will help you claim your bonus when you make your first deposit. So, Drew, with all of that in mind, let's get to the final prediction. You think the Jets might keep it a little bit closer than some people expect. What do you think the final score is going to be? Oh, man. See, and this is it. I've seen some wild things from Bills fans in the last 24 hours. I see some fans that are so... Because you got to remember, it's been an emotional two weeks here for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you went into a game against the Tennessee Titans team that you feel like jerked you around a little bit, that the league kind of mishandled and put you at a disadvantage you didn't need to. And then you got kicked in the teeth. And then you said, okay, well, we're going to go up against this other team that we think we're on par with who is the NFL standard, and it's going to be great. And that also, you got whitewashed. It was bad. So now you've got half our fan base that's apoplectic. They think the sky's falling. They assume we're I've seen predictions that we're going to lose by two scores to you guys. <laughs> I've seen people who say we're going to win 30-3, to three and it's going to be like that Clemson-Georgia Tech disaster from the week ago. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I think it has to be, because these guys are all getting paid, and even if it is... It, the Dolphins couldn't blow you guys out, and I saw that game. Like, I watched that game because I'm a petty, petty man, and I watched <laughs> it to its completion, and I watched the look on Joe, Joe Flacco's face when that snap hit him in the shins on third down because <laughs> he wasn't ready for it. I don't see that team beating my Buffalo Bills. I just don't, and I feel like if that's the game, if you guys are playing Keystone Cops behind the line of scrimmage, 
you're gonna lose by at least 14 so if i had to say it i'd say i but i think they clean some of that up too which is why i think the line is interesting i still think no matter who starts a quarterback the bills win by i'm gonna call it 12 and i'm gonna go 20 what do you want to call it i think you guys get 10 i'll get can i give you 10 would you be okay with that sure sounds about right so i said so if I said 20, we'll call it 20 guys. I expect field goals, 26 to 10. We'll call it 26 to 10. You guys flirt with the line. It doesn't go your way, <laughs> but ever, but nobody from the, from a bill's perspective walks away from this thinking, Hey, we're back into this super bowl conversation that probably never should have started in the first place. Either way, going to be a fun conversation on your AFC East Roundup podcast next week after this game is completed because I have a feeling that I'm going to be the butt of some jokes as usual. (laughs) But as I said, I'm that 1980s WWF jobber. Happy to play the role for you guys. Drew Gear, co-host of the Rockpile Report podcast with his producer slash sidekick, Chris Kruger. I hope Chris doesn't get mad at me referring to him as a sidekick. But either way, you get the point. You can listen to them. They do the Rockpile Report podcast podcast every week and then the AFC East Roundup where you can hear me. Drew, for everybody that hasn't listened to the Rock Pile Report or isn't following you guys on Twitter, how can they do both? Well, we're on all your major podcatching apps, your Stitcher, your Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rock Pile Report. We're, listen, we, we're friends with Patriots fans. We have followers who are Jets fans. We have followers who are pa- Miami fans. That's why this AFC Roundup concept worked is because we we sometimes dislike our team as much as you guys do. <laughs> and we're, we're fans. You know, There's a lot of people who tout themselves as analysts. And while I do my fair share of some film study and I rewatch games and I take notes and I do a lot of statistical research, at the same time, I'm the same guy who will drink a 12-pack and yell at his TV. <laughs> and that comes across in our work. And I think it's, it's, part, of our, it's part of our ridiculous charm. So go, go check it out. Authentic fans. That's what we like, whether it's the Bills or the Jets. So check out the Rock Pile Report podcast with Drew and Chris. And also check out the AFC East Roundup every week, and you'll hear me as well. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. Let's turn on the Jets Digital and turn on the Jets.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.